0: Whether you think you can or can't, you're wrong. I know you've probably heard that the other way in some self-help book, that whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. But what our text says today is that whether you think you can or you can't, you're wrong. See, what I've noticed about us as people is we have this tendency to get all jacked up and excited. Does anybody ever get all jacked up and excited? I remember last month, I was all hopped up on something. I was just telling everybody about. And now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> and there's somebody out there that's saying, I remember what Nathan was talking about. You can tell me afterwards. That's fine. See, our text, our text speaks to the very heart of what we believe about ourselves. What we believe about God and what we believe about God. Our world. See, at the very heart of the issue is that we as God's people often forget who we are. And where Paul's message to us in Ephesians ties into our text from Acts and from Luke is that Paul is saying that we as believers in Jesus Christ don't know what we have in Him. And so it's the Holy Spirit's job to apply it to our lives. Imagine a little girl in an orphanage. Eight-year-old and all she wants, the only thing she wants in the world is to be adopted, to be loved, to have a mother that looks at her and loves her. And one day a woman walks in the orphanage and says to the little girl, I'm looking for a little girl. I'm looking for a little girl to adopt Can we talk? They sit down and they start to talk. And as they talk, the little girl's heart is opened up and the woman's heart moves towards the little girl. And they both open up to each other and love each other. And the woman looks at this little girl and says, I want to adopt you. I want to take you home. I want you To be my daughter. What does that little eight-year-old girl say? Well, let me see your bank accounts. (laughs) What do you have in mind for my future? You know I need to go to college, right? Where is my life going to be in 30 years? No. She says, Mommy, I just want to go home. See, that's where the disciples are at. They understand how loved they are in Jesus. The risen Jesus has revealed Himself to them, and once again, He's done that thing to them where He's opened up their eyes to the Scripture, and they've started connecting pieces of the Scriptures just like He did to those disciples on the way to Emmaus. And as soon as those disciples heard and understood, you know what those disciples did in Emmaus, right? They ran all the way back to Jerusalem because they had to tell someone they had to tell that this is jesus and he's risen from the dead and so here we are again jesus gives the halftime speech of a lifetime they're all jacked up they're raring to go they've been taught everything they've healed with them they've seen everything and instead of jesus saying to them all right guys go take the field go get them He says, but wait, but wait, do not leave the city, stay in the city until I have clothed you with power from on high. You see, the truth is, as us as people, we have this tendency, uh, this tendency to say, no matter what comes at us, I've got this. to to throw back our shoulders and stick out our chest, and no matter what's coming at us, to stand up tall and say, I've got this, I'm in control. I've got myself all put together. The sanctified version of this sinful thinking is something that I'm sure all of you have heard before. Raise your hand if you've heard this. God never gives you more than you can handle. (laughs) We've all heard that. But what's the thought? What's the thought that we all too often believe that's underneath that well-meaning but misguided statement? The belief that I can handle by my own ability everything which I face, which is sick and wrong. We're never meant to go it alone. God looked down from heaven at the very beginning, saw poor Adam, and he said, Oh, no, this isn't good. We need someone else for you. It's not good for man to be alone. And that was before the fall. That was before the fall, and everything in our creation got ripped to shreds. How much more? Do we need one another? See, none of us can handle it on our own. We're meant to be interdependent people. Interdependent people that trust and lean on each other. I can't tell you how much it means to me when someone comes up to me and says, I've been praying for your family. I've been praying for your little girl. How much it warmed my heart, how much it encouraged me, how much it supports me. A few weeks ago we heard that reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. When one part of the body suffers, all parts of the body suffer. When one part rejoices, all parts rejoice. God has placed us in a family, a family of faith to support and encourage and lift each other up and remind each other of who we are in Jesus Christ text calls us to reorient our lives, to reorient our lives, to look to his power and not our own, to remember in the heat of the moment when we're ready to go to hear God say, but wait, but wait for my spirit to move, wait for my spirit to guide you. And this has implications across all of our lives. How often do we decide something like, all right, I'm going to go do this. Whether in our own life or in the church, and then say, Hey, God, this is what I think I should do, and this is what I'm doing. Would you bless it, please? And so I think that's why what we're doing with the large gift that Tim mentioned last week is such a good thing. To sit back and say, God, what do you want to do with this? You want to use this to reach people. To bring people into your kingdom. Will you lead us? Will you guide us in that effort? See, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're wrong. Because when we think we can, we're looking to our own strength, our own ability. I'm looking at myself and saying, I've got four years of seminary education. I know all the right answers. And I'm relying on myself not on God, and if you believe that you can't, you're looking at yourself and saying, I'm not up to the task, but you're focused on the wrong question. See we as people often have this habit of overestimating our own abilities and underestimating God's power. We have a God who is able to accomplish more than we could ask or imagine. Today, we remember the sacrifice that men and women have made for us so we could be here in this place and worship our God freely. And that forms part of our identity of who we are as Americans. Having the freedom to worship and praise him in this place. But our text calls us to remember something else. Calls us to remember. Do you know who your father is? If you don't know, my life has been a little crazy. Okay, a lot crazy recently. Back about uh, the first week of Lent, my daughter was diagnosed with a rare um, autoimmune disease, a juvenile dermal matositis. And it took me about a month to learn how to say that right. But it's a weird, odd autoimmune disease where her immune system attacks her muscles and her skin. I used to hate. We used to hate how she would be brought into bed and kind of keep us a little restless at night so we couldn't sleep so well. But now I love it. As I wake up in the middle of my, the night and I take her hand in mine and my heart breaks and I worry for my child and I pray, God, hold little Elise in your hands, heal her body. And then life got a little more crazy. Mother's Day, a faucet cartridge burst flooded the house. That was exciting. And then to top it all off, this past week as I was running around uh, visiting people and whatnot, um, my car uh, stopped. I thought, okay, Nathan, what kind of an idiot are you to let your car run out of gas? Really? So I get it filled up, and it still won't run, and then some smoke starts coming out of the start, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what have I done to my car? How am I supposed to take this on top of all this? And I kind of look at him and say, God, really, Did you need to throw this into the mix too? So I get it towed over to the mechanic's place, and mechanic looks at it and says, well, we've really got a problem here. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, what is this? So I say, no, I'm going to get it towed to the dealership. Heard something about some form of recall, and so I'll get it towed over there. And I find out that what's happened is the engine has started to seize. And the car shutting down was a safety feature to keep you from blowing up the engine. And then I was thankful that the car shut down and stopped working at a stoplight instead of when I was doing 70 miles an hour on the freeway. And then more than that, I learned that because of the recall, there's a good chance that Hyundai is going to replace the engine in my car. And in the midst of that, I heard the Holy Spirit whispering into my ear. Nathan, do you know who your father is? Trying to handle this all on your own, you're trying to do it by your own strength. Do you know who your father is? I've got this. Trust in me. As much as you love and care for your little girl, I love her even more. And I have her in my hands. Imagine that eight-year-old girl. Imagine that this woman that's going to adopt her is one of the most wealthy and most powerful women in the world. Imagine if she said to that little girl, do you understand what you're getting here? Do you understand what's going to happen to you because of who I am? It would be entirely lost on that little girl. She wouldn't have a clue. She wouldn't understand. But as she grows up, that mother is going to want to impress upon her, make sure that it dawns on her that it, she understands who she is. She's going to say to that little girl, I want you to know because of who I am, you are going to be one of the most powerful and influential people in the world. When you grow up, you're going to be able to help so many people. You're going to be able to make such an impact. And I want you to be prepared for that. Do you know what you can be? And are you ready for it? And that is who you are. That is who you are by virtue of your baptism as a son and daughter of the Father. Because of the risen and eternal Son, Jesus. You have been clothed with power from on high. His Spirit lives in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. Do you know who your Father is? As we remember this weekend, the great sacrifice of so many I also challenge you to meditate on this truth. Think about this truth of your Father. How would my life be different if I knew this truth? If I knew this truth to the bottom of my toes? How would my life look different to those around me? How would my life look if I stopped relying on my own strength and my own power? Started trusting in the family of faith that God has placed me in. And His mighty power. Because what I believe is this. Never has such a great and powerful force been unleashed on the world. That when God's people rely on His strength. In his power instead of their own. Amen.